Welcome to another episode of the Pixelated Sausage Show. Hopefully, hopefully, finally, I first, of course, am your host, Mark Nez, but uh, I've been dealing with some skip frames due to encoding lag that have been driving me fucking crazy. I'm not happy about it. So far, no skip frames. So, fingers crossed it stays that way because there was a, a previous recording. I've, I've attempted this maybe close to 10 times already. I mean, I haven't recorded much because I'm keeping my eye on it. But there was a time where I was like, oh, seems pretty all right. There's a little bit here and there, but nothing too bad. And then it just fucking lost its goddamn mind. Um, but nothing so far. So, fingers crossed. <laughs> but I am, of course, Marcus Genez. And this is the Pixelated Sausage Show where I talk to you, everyone. About whatever I freaking feel like. Not too much to talk about on this episode. I haven't played too much. Just two games. And a handful of shows or this or that. So it should actually, actually be relatively on the shorter side. So uh, let's just get to it with uh, what I've been watching. So I did try. I did watch the first two episodes of Star Trek The Next Generation. And by first two episodes I mean... The first episode, which at least on like Paramount Plus, is the first two episodes put together. So it's part one and two of the pilot episode. And then the second episode after that. And I know that a lot of people say the first and second season of The Next Generation are rough. And it takes a while for the show to find its footing and you should really just pick and choose what you watch until you get to the good stuff. I can't do that. I am not someone who can just skip around. I, I need to. I just I feel the drive, the the compelling nature, whatever, to watch all of something. I'm compelled to do so, that is. And so because of that, I think I'm gonna put a hold on the next generation because the first two episodes were so bad. They're so bad. And the thing about Next Generation compared to the original series where it falters in the third season, but even in the, the first season where sometimes uh, uh, an episode might be on the weaker side, the thing that carried the original series throughout when it had a weaker episode in the first two seasons or throughout the entirety of the third season was the chemistry of the cast and the overall quality of the cast and enjoyment of those characters. That is not there in the next generation from the get-go. I am a little surprised by how little chemistry everyone has with each other and how little I care about any of these characters. Picard, all of them. I'd, I'd say maybe Data is the one who, from the start at least, at least in the first two episodes, I kind of like. Wesley, I'm like, oh, fuck. I don't remember you all that well, apparently. And I think Stryker gets a bad rap for being douchey early on. He's just, I mean, at least in the first two episodes, I don't really care or feel anything about him. Tasha is, ooh, I hate her. I hate her a whole bunch. The, the doctor, I'm like, I just don't like anyone, and I don't care about anyone, and I don't think they work well together at all. 
and what's his name reading book club boy <laughs> with a uh, fucking I I blindness <laughs> yes I blindness um yeah I remember loving him when I was a kid and watching it just because I thought his glasses were so fucking cool but I'm gonna put a hold on it for now I, I thought or said to myself and I, maybe I'll still do this if I'm really struggling for other things to watch but I, I said to myself maybe I'll just watch it when I'm exercising where I'm not giving it my complete attention but i don't even feel like doing that because it's so bad it's so bad i can't stress it it, it it's just so unenjoyable and i think a part of me put on hold is knowing that the next episode is considered by everyone to be the worst of the series and super racist and the cast everyone involved just hates that episode and hated working with the director of it who was a a handful i guess but uh with me putting that on the side, I decided to finally get around to watching some movies I've been wanting to rewatch, which uh, I started with Die Hard. I was going to start The Good Lord Bird on Showtime, but the Showtime app was not working for me, so I ended up watching an episode of that after I finished Die Hard, and I love the first episode of The Good Lord Bird. It's only seven episodes long. It's Ethan Hawke, Really just hamming it up, just chewing the scenery, just going. He's just, he is acting with a capital A-C-T-I-N-G. And I am there for it. I love the humor. I, I'm just, it is way up my alley. And I am very happy about that. I hope it continues that throughout the rest of the season. I'm going to start uh, watching that now. After watching Die Hard. And so, Die Hard. Good movie. I like it. It's quite good. Still entertaining. I will say, because I'm talking about it, so of course I'll say this. I think it is a bit overrated. I enjoy it a lot. Don't don't get me wrong. But I wouldn't put it up there with the greatest action movies of all time. It's entertaining. There's a lot of fun action in it, but it is a bit on the long side. It. I wouldn't say it drags. But it just is a bit long. And the thing I really noticed this time, even though I always realize this is, is so clear, it's it's so front and center in it, the way in which it depicts cops and all people of authority, basically, as incredibly inept, is a bit ridiculous. I'm all for portraying cops as being dum-dums but my fucking god are they portrayed as the stupidest people in the world in it and it's just it's ridiculous how stupid everyone the, the fbi agents don't give a shit about collateral damage like whatever fucking 25 percent of the hostages will die who cares that's fine no big deal and tim matheson or who I, I don't know if that's his name or not but um that actor who plays the like police dude who comes in and takes charge after they get on the scene after Mr. Family Matters uh, gets all his shit happening to him, who's the only other cop who is not inept. But when that guy sends in the SWAT team, I never noticed or I just never picked up on this scene 
when I watched it however many times I've seen it already, there's a point where the SWAT team is moving in on the the building on Nakasomi Plaza. And there's maybe a five second scene or so where they're all walking through a bunch of rose bushes and they just keep getting pricked and they're like, oh, oh, what? It's like they fucking, one, don't know what a rose bush is and are surprised that they're getting pricked by it. And two, there's no way in hell they couldn't just walk around. Like, why are they walking through the rose bushes? And the, and they're fucking like, oh my God, I keep getting pricked. And it's just like, why are they all so fucking stupid? They're so stupid. It's just, it's a bit much after a point. But it's a, you know, so it's an entertaining movie. John McClane's a good hero. He's a guy who's easy to root for. I like Bruce Willis as well. You know, it's somewhat sad thinking about Bruce Willis now and a lot of the movies he made later in his career and what he was going through and how, yeah, just, it's sad thinking about Bruce Willis now. But uh, Die Hard is still a very entertaining movie. I enjoyed it a lot. A lot of it has to do also with Hans Gruber. I mean, Alan Rickman is just an all-time great villain. Maybe, the, I, I'd say this about Die Hard. The movie itself, overrated. Alan Rickman as Hans Gruber, you you couldn't overrate that. You, you can say all the great things you want about him in it, and it's still probably going to be underrated opinions. He's so good in it. But, uh, yeah. Good Lord Bird, though. Really good. Can't wait to watch more. And, uh, that, that's, that's pretty much it in terms of what I've been watching. I, I need to catch up on anime and, and just get back to watching what few shows I am watching. I'm behind again on One Piece. I've only been sticking with the Ashi thing, but uh, I'll talk about all that stuff later. So let's get on to what I've been playing. And I'm happy that, you know, skip frames are still at a minimum. Fingers continue to be crossed. That's part of why I kind of I do want to get through this episode in One Piece. Speaking of One Pieces... Um, a tail paper reloaded. This is a puzzle platformer with very, very few puzzles, but the description, their own description, pegs it as a puzzle platformer. I counted two actual puzzles in my playthrough of the entire campaign, which only took maybe an hour and a half, if that, and it was very weirdly broken up because I think this is an older, a few years old PC game that in this reloaded version on consoles is a collection of the DLC that came after the main game and then an additional shorter side type story. I'm not entirely sure how it was handled uh, upon initial release. But this is a puzzle platformer. Again, two puzzles and then one platformy type of puzzle where you had to figure out how to get across uh, a body of water using your abilities but it is a puzzle platformer how many times are we gonna say that where you are a little dude made of paper and you're just going through the environment avoiding a giant spider for maybe a quarter of it a third of it given that it's such a short experience and you gain a handful of abilities 
over the course of the very early ons of the game. One of which is the ability to turn into a frog, which allows you to jump higher. You can't walk around or even like crawl around when you do it. You can only jump, so you can only hop when the frog, when uh, as the frog. Uh, you can turn into a crumpled piece of paper, which allows you to traverse through pipes. And that's the only use for turning into the crumpled ball of paper. And then you can glide by uh, turning into a paper airplane. And that's it in the main, main game. The additional two chapters of presumably DLC that came out after the game's initial release and is a continuation of the story, I guess takes away all those abilities and instead gives you a bird form, which is equivalent, is basically the frog, but a little bit different where you get sort of a double jump or a high jump and you could transform into this at the apex of your base jump or do it just on its own from the ground and a rocket, which works as a dash basically. And you just get those two abilities and then you, you finish that chapter super, super fast. It's weirdly broken up in this reloaded version because after the first six chapters, you see end credits and then you see an achievement pop up that says you're only halfway through. But you, you, if, you, if you can do math, six chapters plus two chapters, you, you were actually like 75% through. But, you know, whatever. Who's counting? I am. But uh, then you play those two other chapters, then you get credits again, and then it's like, hey, here's this other thing. You want to play it? There are three more chapters. And if you're like me, you'll say no, because this is a game that is trying or is clearly inspired by games like Limbo and Little Nightmares and all that. And it's it's not a bad game, but it's also not a good game. It's got a few technical issues. There's some really, really, really bad texture load-ins that just take forever. Like the texture loading in time can take upwards to 30 seconds. And I'm playing this on the Xbox Series X and that is just, given the game's not overly prettiness, I'm like, huh, come on, come on. And then mechanically, it's okay, but it's really fiddly. So when you are jumping and jump between platforms where there's, you know, just empty space below you and you have to make sure that you don't fall to your death. Uh, when you are in frog form, you'll get a very visible, like orangish uh, dot that shows you where you'll, you'll land. And that makes it very easy to jump around in that form. But I don't think you get that in any of the other forms or in your base form. And then in the additional little bits, those two final chapters, you get a blue light that's pretty visible when doing the bird form. But if you do the dash, if you do the dash with the, the, the rocket or just a base jump, you don't get anything. You might get like a very dark one that is impossible to see on any surface, but that's it. In the base game, the first six chapters, your character does not cast a shadow on the ground or on any part of the geometry or the environment. I hate that. I've talked about this plenty of times, but I hate that because it makes it so hard for me to get immersed in a game and a world because I don't feel like my character exists in that place. 
I, I can't stress enough the importance of having your character cast a shadow in the environment as a, as a way of grounding you in that environment, in that space. It's so important. And so in the, the final two chapters, they basically just attach uh, a dark circle beneath your feet. But I think even that ended up like disappearing halfway through. Uh, there were there were points where I'm like, wait, what happened to my shadow? What's going on here? But the game itself is just... It's okay. It, it's incredibly forgettable. It's super short. It's $20. I don't know how long the other three chapter... I think it's like Unfolded Memories or something is called. I, I just was so uninterested or was so bored by the main game that I, I did not have any interest in continuing it even though I knew it wouldn't take me that long it was just a very very dull game that wears its inspirations on its sleeve and does not exceed them in any way or, or give anyone any reason to play it over those games yes you may have already played those and you're looking for something similar there are, there are other games of this ilk that are going after that limbo vibe and little nightmares, etc. That do a better job, that have a more interesting aesthetic. Uh, I'll I'll say that the one really good thing about it. Holy shit! Look at this. There's skip frames. Apparently, fucking I wasn't paying attention. Oh God Almighty! Uh, you see the skip frames. You must like this tale of paper shit. Um, whatever we're not, we're not we're not redoing it this time um but uh the the one thing i will say is that a tale of paper has one of the scariest spiders in any video game i've ever played so kudos for that i don't know why you had to have a spider it just seems like a thing that every fucking game has to have of this ilk it's like we gotta have it at some point a giant spider chasing you around but during that section, one of the things you're doing is running into the foreground, like uh, the original crash or whatever, while having to jump over gaps or move to the left or right of the screen where there might be only a pathway there. And I hate that type of gameplay. I hate that shit because it is so trial and error based and memorization based where you can't see the way the environment is playing. You like, you, you may end up falling to your death simply because you weren't provided with the information you needed to get past the section and you're going to have to replay it. And I just, I don't like that. It, it doesn't require skill. It requires either dumb luck or the knowledge from previous failed attempts to complete. And I, I don't like that. I also don't like these skipped frames. I don't know why it's happening. It's driving me fucking crazy, though. You know, I have a, I have a pretty capable computer. Should be fine. Why are you doing this to me? Huh? Huh? Jesus. Then the other game I played. That's that's enough about tail paper. You don't you don't need it. Don't bother. It's it's not worth it. You you'll forget about it. Like I said, after you play it. So why even play it in the first place? You should already forget about it now. But uh. The other game I played is Path of Titans, and this is 
build as an MMO where you're playing as dinosaurs. But it's it's less MMO-y and more Ark, Conan Exiles, Rust E, etc., where instead of playing as a human, you are playing as a dinosaur. I think it's free to play with founders packs and whatnot that you can buy to get resources and shit like that early on uh, and just open up more things to use uh, to yourself from the get go. But I'm not sure because I got a code for it and I do not know what the code gave me or did not give me. So I'm not exactly sure. And when I went to the store page on Xbox, it is now it's been on PC for a while, but it's on Xbox and PlayStation now, both this and last gen. So PS4 and PS5, Xbox One and series consoles. Uh, it is a game preview program, early access, work in progress, currently in development, etc. But the the thing about it is that unless you really, really, really want to play as a dinosaur, and even if you do, you should avoid it because it is incredibly rough. There's some weird graphical glitchery happening. And again, this is all a work in progress. It's early access, etc. But the way the shadows move, because there's a day-night cycle, but the way they move with that is very perky jerky you want to talk about skip frames that is just like it's like stop motion shadows and it's it's pretty distracting and the 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 real problem i'm going to get to a little funny bit but the real problem is that it's just incredibly boring when i played i played for two hours or so i tried a little single player and then i jumped into a multiplayer server both you wouldn't be able to really tell the difference until the end of my bit in the multiplayer server which i'll get to but all i was doing i i played mostly as carnivorous dinosaurs but mostly what i was doing was just going around doing these objectives these missions that involve me collecting mushrooms or acorns or other various nuts and shit and then i would get some coins that i could use to buy cosmetics for my dinosaur and stuff like that and that was it i wasn't running into other dinosaurs ai or otherwise i i wasn't experiencing anything exciting and it was just a very very boring game i was surprised the survival aspects of it are very limited which is nice you really only have to worry about seemingly at least this is how it appeared you don't have to worry about hunger and thirst replenishing your your thirst is easy there are plenty of bodies of water to drink uh water from and then as a carnivore you can come across giant corpses that you can feed on or come across these various holes that are marked on the map so they're easy to, to find and then you just go in there you dig 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 until uh, a creature comes out 
And they're like, what the fuck is this? And then they run away, and then you bite them, you go, until you kill them. And there's no real sense of hit detection or anything when you're doing this, but eventually they die, and then you eat them. And then you're like, okay. And if you need some more food, you just go back to the same hole and you keep doing it. I, I failed to exhaust one hole that I was messing with of all of its food supply, basically, was what I'll call these little lizard dudes. So I don't know. There might just be a limited supply of them in, in those things. And that was just the majority of the game for me, is just doing these stupid collectathons, finding barely anything in the environment that was ever exciting, and that's it. Until the very end, where I assume, but there aren't names or gamer tags or anything of that ilk above other dinosaurs in the world, but I presume, I assume that this was another human being, came and attacked me. And then we got into this fight where they were destroying me for a good chunk. Then I, I eventually started getting a bunch of licks on them. And I, I think, you know, I probably almost won the fight. But that is where the game's jank and unfinished nature really showed its true colors because that fight was a fucking absolute mess. I implore you, if you want to see one hell of a fucking just horrible, just broken everything, watch the archive of that stream because when we were fighting each other, going around in circles, just biting at each other, they were teleporting and disappearing back and forth and just... It was just weird jump around. I don't know if it was lag happening, ping, what the fuck was going on. But suddenly the game lost its mind and it was just an absolute mess. And that is what Path of Titans is right now. When it's not boring with nothing to do and nothing to see, no creatures to find, no, it's just an empty void of boringness and just why, why am I here? It's fucking broken as shit. And it's, it's too bad because I think the concept of being a little dinosaur and evolving as you level up and experience new things, complete missions and potentially attack other dinosaurs, etc. I think there's something there that could be very, very cool and fun and all that. And I remember, I'm pretty sure this is a game I remember hearing people talk about in the past, and it sounded awesome. But in practice, there's just like, I mean, there's, there's crossplay. Nobody's playing. Nobody's playing on this server that I just randomly jumped into. And I, I saw a trailer for this when I went to the website to see if it was on Switch as well. And they show all these instances where there's just life everywhere. There's so many dinosaurs everywhere, and that is not my experience with it at all. So it's, it's very, very disappointing. I am going to keep my eye on it and keep up to date with them and how they're updating the game. I don't know the parody with the PC version. The console version may be quite a, a bit behind the PC version. That does happen in early access cases more often than not i'd say i think so i'm gonna i'm gonna keep an eye on that but uh 
yeah, in its current state, you know, early access and all, unless you really, really like the idea of playing a survival type game that has a multiplayer side to it, and you don't mind the whole early access thing, it's just best to avoid it for for now. It's it's re it's really rough, and when it's not rough, it's just not fun or interesting or anything at all. Which is too bad, too bad. But yeah, that is Path of Titans, and uh, yeah, that that's gonna do it for what I've been playing and all of that jazz. So I'm gonna get to the the Patreon questions and then call it a uh, call it a show. And hope that the skip frames aren't all that distracting. God damn. Son of a biscuit. I don't know. Like, what is it? What is it? Do you not like Discord being open? Is that what it is? What is it? Tell me. I want to know. But, uh, from Enchi, we have, what's your favorite Blu-ray you own? Not necessarily for quality, but your favorite overall package. And... I've got two for this. I got two for this. All right. And I already, I already pulled them out. I, I got prepared for this. So the first is uh, the fantastic, the three fantastic journeys by Carl Zeman. And this includes journey to the beginning of time, invention for destruction and the fabulous Baron Munchausen. And these are a couple of, Wonderfully inventive and visually creative movies from like I'm not sure how old they are. They're they're pretty damn old. On the 60s or so, or no, for the 40s and 50s, late 40s, early 50s. And if you, if you enjoy the visual nature of Monty Python and Terry Gilliam's work on that, and um, creative use of perspective or camera work and stuff like that i think you could get a lot of enjoyment out of these because they're they're not the best movies substance wise but they're a visual feast and i really enjoy them for that but uh what i love about this is a criterion release so you've got a little like slip case and so, you know, it's got, that's nice. I don't know why I'm shaking like I'm freaking having a seizure or some shit. But uh, inside, one, you've got a little fucking who gives a shit. But what I love about it is that you've got, essentially, it's like a little pop-up book for each of the three movies. And I think that's just like, I love pop-up books. And then the, this last one. It went up and it's like, ooh, shooting through the sky. I love that. I love that. I, I actually hate this packaging, though, because if you can see, the, the discs are in this shitty cardboard sleeve bullshit, which I hate. I've talked to Angie about this crap. Uh, it's the way the Back to the Future sets are handled, both the... UHD and Blu-ray sets and the Blu-ray set for the Indiana Jones collection. I hate it because it just is like, why? No, this is not good for the disc. It may be fun packaging, but it's not great for the disc. Okay? 
It's annoying having to take it in and out. And that's what she said. Um, but I don't like it. But then the other set I want to uh, highlight because like I, there are sets that I really like because I just like certain types of cases. I really, really like full slips, which I, I continue to apologize to NG for making them aware of them. And, uh, they're just, they're just very nice, uh, styles of sets. I also do like slip boxes and slip cases, uh, and like, uh, clasp cases or whatever they're called. Um, but I really like the fancy edition I have for Wanted, an underrated, underrated comic book movie that I really like. And it's in this like pex plexiglass, so it's in, it's in a lot of clamshell, clamshell cases with what I was thinking of. But uh, the case with the movie is in this like clamshell, not that's in the clamshell, but it's in it's held in this plexiglass type of case. It's got like a the back of a bullet in it, and then designed to look like the bullet was hit there. Whatever the hell I'm fucking saying, I can't speak. I'm just a the skip frames are in the red now. They're in the red now. I, I, I can't fucking can't take it. But then in the case, I'm I'm gonna fucking die. Um, we've got the the Blu-rays in this sort of uh, Target type of thing, which is which is neat. But I I, I don't like this actually because I wish it was just in a regular case because this is just fucking like why 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 are the discs held. And just kept on this fucking very thin piece of paper, essentially. But then also inside, we got some extra crap. And then this cool little additional thing where, depending on the way you look at it, it changes. Uh, whatever you call those things. I just, I, I like it because it's a, it's a bit of an excessive piece of packaging for a movie that is admittedly, you know. I I like it a lot. I don't know if it deserves such fancy packaging. But I think it's nice. I like it. I like it. I like both those. You know? They're 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 two cases that are more unique in my collection and I dig them for that. So there you go, Angie. Hopefully there weren't too many skip frames fucking up my answer for you. <laughs> And then I'm going to, even though he was late with his question asking, it's midnight my time, central time, Jedi, not before midnight your time, you fucking punk. But uh, if they came out with more ties from Jedi, if they came out with more toys of life, what would make you go, damn, I need those? I've talked about this in the past. And the reason why I'm answering this is because I've talked about this in the past and it's 100% like I don't have to think about anything else. If they just won, if they made Toys to Life figures for this game, they'd be fucking incredible. Two, I would just like to have another one of these games. And the answer for me is Viva Pinata. I love the Viva Pinata games so much. Well, the main, like not Party Animals. Fuck that. But I... I love the two games so much, even though the second one is really just sort of like a, a 1.5. But I love Eva Pinata. And I love that aesthetic, that style, the the way the, the 
the animals looked. And if we could get super nice little figures of those designs and everything, oh my God, I'd buy them all without a second thought. So that is what I've always thought would have been great if it came out during that time and was still popular and got in on that. I'd fucking have them all and I'd be so happy for it. But uh, look at the screen flickering too. Fuck you, you fucking camera bullshit. But um, yeah, I would love that so much. Yeah, that's that's my answer. Viva Pinata. Anywho, that will do it for this year episode of the Pixelated Sausage Show. I hope I hope it's I hope it's good enough. I need to figure out what is going on here and why it's just being such a little bastard all the time with me. Because it's, it is very annoying and it's, it's, I don't know, man. I don't know. But uh, yeah, that will do it for this year episode of the Pixelated Sausage Show. Once again, I am Marcus Nez. Y'all can find me on Twitter and pretty much everywhere at PX. Sausage. You can find all my links of import over at pixelatedsausage.com slash PXS. Of course, if you are watching the video version of this, skip frames and all, uh, please do like, subscribe, hit the bell and all that jazz if you haven't already. It is greatly appreciated. It does mean a lot. And if you are an audio-only listener, hop over to the YouTubes anyway. That's youtube.com slash pixelatedsausage. And uh, maybe you'll see that you like watching the video version. And maybe you'll enjoy watching the videos of Attack the Backlog, etc. And if you aren't ever able to make my streams when I'm streaming these games live, you can do that, or you can you can check them out after the fact in the old stream archive playlist. They're all there. Then they're all public so that they're easy to find. You don't need to just look in the playlist. They're just there. They're just there. So if you want to check out any of the streams, uh, after the fact you can do that on the YouTubes as well and if you enjoy any of the stuff I do and what have you you can go over to patreon.com slash pxs to support me and my nonsense that way doing so will allow you to ask me questions for this year's show as well as make you an approved user on YouTube which I think basically means you can post whatever the fuck you want and YouTube is not going to moderate you or censor you in any way. So if that sounds like worth a dollar a month, have at it. But uh, that'll do it. So uh, again, thank you, thank you, thank you for watching or listening. I hope you enjoyed this here episode and I hope you have a wonderful, wonderful rest of your day. Bye! <laughs> Why are there so many skip frames? Why are you doing this to me? Why can't anything work? <laughs> bye bye.